temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. 971 FM Talk Podcast. This hour of the Annie Fry Show is brought to you by Ruler Foods. Low prices, no coupons. Ruler Foods. That is exactly what I needed to hear. Thank God someone here knows what they're talking about. That's us. That's right. Gotta love this American ride. Right, you need to take the time and get the full picture. I love the ladies. I mean, they rev my engine, but they don't belong in the newsroom. It is Anchor Man, not Anchor Lady. This is the Annie Fry Show. Welcome to the Annie Fry Show. We are happy to have you in here with us um, on a Wednesday afternoon. Lots happening in the last 24 hours. We have seen uh, Colorado do as uh, very ironic that Mike Davis was on this show. Um, As you know, he's the founder and president of the Article 3 Project. He's going to be on here with us in just a minute. He was on with us when we first found out that Colorado was going to push to get rid of Donald Trump on the ballot. And he laid out on this show exactly what was going to happen, that the judge, a biased judge in Colorado, was going to rule against Donald Trump and rule to have him be removed from the ballot in Colorado, taking away the rights of Coloradans who want to see Donald Trump be the nominee for uh, the Republican Party and ultimately the president to keep them from being able to vote for Donald Trump. And then, of course, that will get appealed to the Colorado Supreme Court. As we know, that has happened. And the Colorado Supreme Court has ruled against Donald Trump once again. And now we move to a a position where it will need to go to the Supreme Court. And we will have to wait to see what the Supreme Court is going to do. There is a lot at stake in this particular case, because as I understand it, we are looking at the possibility of precedent being set for other states. This is election rigging, Kaylee. Uh, It was a narrow four to three decision. It will almost certainly, in my judgment, be overturned by the U.S. Supreme Court because the insurrection clause in the 14th Amendment, as you point out, don't apply to the facts here. It was intended to prevent Confederates who literally took up arms against the government 
during the Civil War from holding office. So you fast forward now 150 years, roughly, and Donald Trump is not even accused of insurrection under the federal statute. And if evidence supported that, surely Jack Smith, the special counsel, would have charged him with it. So to remove Trump from the ballot for an offense that he hasn't even been tried or convicted of, what is that? Well, that's violating his right to due process. That's what Greg Jarrett had to say about it. Now, if you think back to when Mike Davis was on this show, previously talking about what could happen in Colorado, and Mike Davis is very familiar with what type of law exists in Colorado because he's licensed to practice there. He had this to say on this show. Dusted off this provision from 155 years ago, and they think they're just going to take President Trump off the ballot, starting in Colorado, get a bad precedent in a blue state, and then use that precedent in swing states like maybe Michigan. And I'll tell you what, this is this is uh, clearly illegal. It's clearly unconstitutional. But unfortunately, it looks like these Democrats are going to win here in Colorado with this clearly biased Denver District Court judge and this clearly left-wing Colorado Supreme Court. And that's exactly what happened. That's what Mike Davis said on the Annie Fry Show when the news originally broke about what Colorado was going to do. And we welcome Mike Davis back onto the Annie Fry Show now. He's the founder and president of the Article 3 Project. He is the former chief counsel for nominations of the United States Senate Committee on the Judiciary. He has a lot of expertise, and he certainly called that shot here on the Annie Fry Show. Mike Davis, welcome back to uh, the Annie Fry Show here. We're grateful to have you. Thank you for having me. Now, I don't know that you're excited about being so spot on right about what was going to happen in Colorado. I saw other legal experts say that they were hoping that uh, what was right would would win out in Colorado. It didn't happen. Tell us, Mike Davis, what you think happens next. So what I think happens next is you had this Denver District Court Judge Sarah Wallace, who was clearly biased. She donated to an anti-Trump January 6th pack to donate Uh, to chase Republicans out of office. She donated in October of 2022 after the Democrat governor picked her in August, but before she started in January, she refused to recuse. Uh, She committed reversible error. You have seven Democrat-appointed justices on the Colorado Supreme Court. Four of them are radicals who, uh, for the first time in American history, have disqualified a presidential candidate based upon a bogus legal theory. This is going to go to the Supreme Court of the United States. The Supreme Court has discretionary review. They don't have to take this case, but I don't know how they avoid this because you're going to start to see other states, as we discussed before, Annie, use this Colorado precedent to disqualify President Trump and other swing states. And if Democrats think that they can just win the next election by default, even though President Trump has the support of the American people, if they think they could just kick him off the ballot based upon this bogus legal theory, This is how republics fail. Yeah, those are strong words, but you were right the last time, and I'm worried about what happens next. A lot of the feedback that I'm hearing from legal experts is that we need to have a 9-0 ruling out of the Supreme Court. Do you think that that is necessary, that there is a, I guess, bipartisan on the Supreme Court, even though that's not really supposed to be a thing, response to what Colorado will be sending their way? This should be nine to nothing because the law is so clear. There is a precedent from 155 years ago with Chief Justice Samuel Chase that in order to disqualify under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment passed after the Civil War to chase insurrectionists out out of office, you have to Congress has to pass a federal criminal statute, which Congress has done. 
and that's been on the books for over 155 years. You have to charge that officer under that federal criminal statute, grand jury indicts, federal charges. The federal jury has to find him unanimously guilty with evidence beyond a reasonable doubt. The federal district court judge has to convict, and that conviction has to be up, upheld on appeal. That is the only way you can disqualify under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. So this this should be nine to nothing, but unfortunately we have three left-wing activist justices on the Supreme Court who will probably not do the right thing. Well, you're a former law clerk for Justice Gorsuch as well. You know the Supreme Court very well. Do you think that these liberal justices are going to act against what you are assessing as the obvious right call on this issue? Do you think it's possible it's a 6-3 or less than a 9-0? Uh, it could. I mean, I, you never I mean, you could have a Supreme Court that doesn't even take this case because you have Republican appointed justices who are too fearful. Right. They, they're they fearful of the politics. Uh, look, I would say to these Supreme Court justices, if you want to save democracy, you need to prevent left wing activists from kicking leading presidential candidates off state ballots based upon bogus legal theories, because that is that is the way you're going to lead to the destruction of America. If you disenfranchise millions and millions of Trump supporters based upon a bogus novel legal theory, that's going to be the end of our country. We're speaking with the founder and president of the Article three project. Mike Davis joins us right now. Uh, I've talked with you about many of the other charges that have been filed against Donald Trump. And politically, the ramifications has been that Donald Trump's support has grown. And this is yet another version of lawfare, it seems, that the Democrats are willing to take against Donald Trump. Uh, but if Donald Trump's support grows and his name isn't on the ballot, it seems as though that's the way the Democrats feel. That's I hope it's their last resort. I don't know what else they're able to pull out of their hat. Well, look, they've indicted or they've impeached Trump twice for nonsense. They've indicted him four times for non-crimes. They've tried to illegally gag him twice. If there's anyone in the world who needs the First Amendment right to speak out against the prosecutor, the judge, the process, and the witnesses, it is a criminal defendant going through a political process. That all backfired. They've, they've even tried to bankrupt Trump's family business for the non-fraud of paying back sophisticated Wall Street banks on time as agreed in full with interest. That all backfired as we predicted it would, Annie, going back to the Mar-a-Lago raid in August of 2022. People laughed at us when we said this lawfare is going to backfire and put President Trump back in the White House. It's backfiring. President Trump is beating President Biden like a drum for November 5th, 2024. So this is the Democrats' legal Hail Mary to simply disqualify Trump from the ballot. Take that choice away from millions of, of Americans. They're starting in Colorado, a deep blue state. They're going to use that precedent in swing states. And it's it's this is not going to fly with the American people. And the Supreme Court needs to understand that they need to protect our democracy by reversing this egregiously wrong, this abomination of a legal decision by the by these four left wing activists on the Colorado Supreme Court. Yeah, I hear a lot of people um, that are advocating for the actual constitutionality to be applied in this case and not the version uh, that the Democrats have bent in their favor in Colorado. It seems that they want a 9-0 ruling and they need it to be done quickly. What's the timeline? Well, it needs to happen fast because Colorado needs to print their primary ballots, which happens in early January for the mm -hmm. primary in March. So the Supreme Court needs to not take Jack Smith's 
cert before judgment case, Jack Smith is trying to bypass the D.C. Circuit so they can, so Jack Smith and D.C. Obama judge Tanya Shutkin can try to try and convict President Trump before the presidential election. The Supreme Court needs to reject that case because that doesn't need to be heard right now. And the Supreme Court needs to take this Colorado case because this is highly destructive to our country and the Supreme Court's legitimacy is on the line right now. They have lifetime tenure. They have pay protection. Are they going to do their jobs or are they going to be cowards? Mike Davis with us right now. I think about a lot of the criticism that is coming has come, I should say, from other people who are running for the Republican nomination. Nikki Haley says that she said some some comp- uh, complimentary things towards Donald Trump, but she said the truth is is that chaos does follow Donald Trump. And there are people who are going to see more of this chaos here, and they're going to start to potentially lean into what Nikki Haley is saying and think that maybe this means somebody else should be the one who we put into the presidency or at least into the nomination How important do you think it is that Donald Trump does continue to win and that Americans do continue to support him in the light of the increasing chaos? You know, it just shows you that the Nikki Haley's of the Republican Party are treacherous because if they're going to if they think that they're going to reward this blatantly unconstitutional, unprecedented lawfare and election interference, if they're going to reward that by bowing out, that is the that is the typical Republican Party. This is why we lose. If we had that mindset during the Kavanaugh confirmation, we would have a Democrat-controlled Supreme Court of the United States. But thank God we had people like Mitch McConnell and Chuck Grassley, my former boss, and frankly me, as the chief staffer in the Senate on this, who had the backbone to fight against this lawfare. If we do, if we let the Democrats win here, there goes our country. This is so much bigger than Donald Trump. If, if the Democrats think they can get away with impeaching and indicting and bankrupting and silencing and disqualifying our our, our Republican nominee, we're not going to have a democracy left. Nikki Haley needs to get her head out of her ass. Mike Davis joining us right now with the Article 3 Project. And, you know, I think our YouTube, we do a poll every day. Our YouTube poll is, will Trump win the presidency in 2024? I'll ask you this question, Mike Davis. Do you still think that he's capable of winning the presidency in November? Not only do I think it, I know he's going to win, and this lawfare is backfiring. I've had a lot of people who are not Trump supporters. Maybe they're conservatives, they're Republicans, they're right-thinking independents, even some Democrats. They are not. They Look, Trump is not their first choice. They would prefer someone else. But after this lawfare, they are all in. I've gotten about 30 of those text messages today from my friends who are not Trump people who are saying they are outraged by this Colorado Supreme Court ruling. Who the hell do these four left-wing activists on the Colorado Supreme Court think that they are? They think that they can disenfranchise over a million Colorado voters who supported President Trump last time. They think they can take away that option from them in the name of democracy. These justices can go to hell. Mike Davis, before we let you go, the last question I have about the legal uh, process that's going to take place. We've talked a little bit here about the precedent that Colorado is is attempting to set here. We'll wait and see what the Supreme Court does. What are other states, specifically those swing states, sitting and waiting to happen so that they know what they're going to do next or maybe what they're not allowed to do next? Well, I mean, they're going to pounce. And I've been saying this all along. The Democrats were in tactical retreats when they found reasons to not move forward with disqualification in New Hampshire and Michigan and Minnesota and these other states, 
They were waiting for a precedent like this Colorado Supreme Court just established, and they're going to come back. They're like hyenas. They're going to keep circling back. They know that they can't beat Trump on November 5th, 2024. So they're going to do everything they can to stop him. And I'll say this. If you thought the BLM and Antifa riots were bad in 2020, just wait until they run the Hamas riots in 2024, where Republican voters who wait till election day to vote are terrified, scared, scared to hell to go vote. That's what they're going to do this time. And this is why Republican voters need to make sure you vote as early as possible. Mike Davis with the Article 3 Project, uh, pointed words there, and we welcome them here on the Andy Fry Show. Thank you for being with us. And I guess I'll look forward to seeing you in a few weeks or so where we play your predictions again and they come true once again. We're grateful to have you here. Thank you. Of course. Mike Davis is the founder and president of the Article 3 Project. He's also the former chief counsel for nominations, the United States Senate Committee on the Judiciary and the former law clerk for Justice Gorsuch. Uh, He's seen a few things. He's been involved in a lot of things. And we're grateful for his thoughts on this moment right now where we kind of get to sit and wait while we watch our republic hang in the balance. The Colorado Democrats are able to eliminate their opponent from the ballot just because. What does that say about where we stand right now and our adherence to the Constitution? That's for the legal scholars to uh, argue and debate. And it will go to the highest court in the land, the Supreme Court, to rule and I hope that they do take the case. And as many of others said, I hope that we get a 9-0 ruling, an emphatic, what the heck are you doing, Colorado ruling. We're going to take a quick break. A reminder, at 1245, we are going to be joined by Congressman Mike Bost and the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson. We're going to speak first with Mike Bost and then be joined by the Speaker. Uh, You're going to want to stick around for 1245. We asked Ryan Wiggins to do Wiggins America a little bit later in the show for the Speaker of the House, and he obliged. So keep it right here on The Annie Fry Show. We'll be right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Welcome back to the Annie Fry Show. Just got done with a very lively conversation with Mike Davis. And I, I, I really do believe that we're at a crossroads. And it doesn't, man, it's not like we haven't said this before. 
We have been at so many crossroads and we just keep digging deeper and deeper in this country where the Democrats are actively looking at the ends justify the means at any cost to eliminate Donald Trump from being the president again. I really, really ask myself what they're so afraid of because they keep throwing out the phrase that he's going to be a dictator. Now, if I thought that we were going to uh, potentially elect a dictator in this country, that would that would cause me great pause as well. But there's really no evidence that suggests that he's going to do that. Democrats are the easiest people to tweak. And Donald Trump can't pass up an opportunity to tweak somebody. Not ever, not once, not happening. The, it's, it's really classic foundational Democrat operation to say, all right, we know what's best for you. We know what's best for the country. And we're really happy when you agree with us. But if you're going to not agree with this on this time, we're just going to take extra precaution to make sure that we take care of things for you. Isn't that kind of the way the Democrat Party works on policy, in politics, in, in both of those realms where they really just know better than you do? If you're going to vote for Biden, then good. We appreciate that we see eye to eye. That's that's kind of the, the thought process of the Democrats. If you're not going to vote for Biden, we're going to take care of it for you. By any means necessary, it appears. If, if you look up the dictionary definition of insurrection, I do find this to be important. If you look up the definition of, di- of insurrection, it's a violent uprising against an authority or government. The insurrection was savagely put down. That's the, the sentence it was used in. A violent uprising against an authority or government. You know what the governing authority of the United States of America is? You know who it is? It's not a who, it's a what. It's the Constitution. That is the governing authority of the United States of America. And the founding fathers, the geniuses that they are, they didn't put a person in place because that's what they were saying when they said, we the people. The Declaration of Independence essentially said, we're not doing it this way anymore. And we're willing to die for it. And then they put together a document that ensured, at least up until this long, that we wouldn't be ruled by a monarch, that we wouldn't be ruled by a person. We'd be ruled by the Constitution. And that's the, that's the separation of democracy versus republic, is the idea that the Constitution reigns supreme. It's not the majority, like in a democracy. It's... Uh, We are a republic because we have a representative government that is overseen by the Constitution. That's the difference. It's an important uh, distinguishment as well. You want to talk about who's aggressively rebelling against the ruling entity of this country? It is the Democrats. It is the activist Democrats at every turn. They are actively working against the American people, limiting the American people, uh, their ability to vote for whom they choose. And if the people want Donald Trump and we haven't had a vote cast yet, maybe Donald Trump's not the guy who wins the nomination. It would be shocking if that were the case. His polls, which 
I don't abide. I mean, it, like they'd have to be so wrong. Polls, polls are wrong all the time, but these would have to be so wrong for Donald Trump not to get this nomination. They have done everything they can to make him unlikable, untenable in the eyes of the American people. And the truth is, is that the Democrats hate you. They hate what you stand for. They hate that you still stand for it. They hate you. And Donald Trump, as he said, and he was right when he said this, it's not me they're after, they're after you. He's just in the way. And they're going to try to get him out of the way. Come hell or high water, they're going to try to get him out of the way. When you, and we've talked about this on the show, we've had guests on to talk about J.B. Pritzker in the state of Illinois. He's the governor of the state of Illinois. And he has... um, Scrooge McDuck gold doubloons, which is the way I always refer to him because that's how I see him, where he can throw money at any problem that he wants to manifest and then be the fireman and the uh, arsonist at the same time. He can create problems. He can solve problems because he has that kind of money. He's got a super PAC that is looking to go to Arizona, to go to Nevada, to go to, I think, Ohio, maybe Pennsylvania also. And throw money into moving the culture in those swing states. If you still call Ohio a swing state, I don't know. To move to move the direction uh, in those swing states to be culturally more representative of what Illinois looks like. And Illinois is as far left as you can get on many, many issues that are cultural breakdowns from the traditional... America that we know. It's one thing to look at this country and our culture and say, wow, we have a lot of different people here. And somehow or another, we've lived up to this point in time in harmony. It's another thing to take the idea of cultural influence, to put it in classrooms, to advocate for the permanent transition of minor children In the state of Illinois, the amount of things that you do not have to get parental approval from, abortions to name one, uh, gender gender counseling and medical procedures, they work very hard to make that so that parents aren't the ultimate say of their minor children who these same parents would have to be called to permit an aspirin, they're going to take aspirin, to, to take an ibuprofen at School for a headache. You got to call to make sure that that's an okay thing, but not an abortion. Hmm. I wonder if they give pain medicine during an abortion. They do. Why is it that the culture is ground zero for the left and they know that? Why is it that they feel so emboldened to do things like what they're doing in Colorado as the test kitchen for other states to mimic it? And you sit here and you go, how could they do this? This is absurd. How could they get away with this? And then the judge rules in their favor. And then you go, how could she get away with this? And then the Supreme Court of the state rules in the judge's favor. And then it goes to the Supreme Court and we're all saying 9-0, right? This is going to be quick and and painless and it's going to be vindication for the Constitution. And you sit here and you go, I'm not 100% sure. Listen to Mike Davis talking right there. You're not 100% sure. He's not 100% sure they would even take the case. Whew. Then what? It's very important that as an individual American right now, 
sitting in the drive-through right now at Arby's or at your desk trying to move through your day and get to Christmas. You're just like, get this flipping week over. Got to get done. Got to make it through. Maybe you're sitting at home and you're enjoying lunch in your kitchen and you're paying some bills. These are all important things. But we're getting really close to the time that we're going to have to understand exactly what principles we are willing to stand up against and we are willing to stand up for. There's not going to be any room left on the sidelines because the sidelines are disappearing. The ground with which we need to fight on our principles, we need to show up and influence those around us with kindness, with listening, with a hearing ear. Those times are upon us now. You cannot do that by isolating yourself from people who don't think the way you do. They might try to isolate themselves from you. And if they make that choice, too bad for them. But the time is now to make sure that we are willing to speak up about the things in our life that are important. That the idea that has been cultivated and promoted and industrialized by the left, that who you are and how you identify is really important. And you can take it as far as the left has. You don't have to, but you can put it out there for everyone to know the first thing. How successful has the left been at culturally changing how we see the most basic, scientifically, factually rooted pieces of information to make it so that it's not it's not a conversation that comes up when we're talking about politics or you're talking with your people in your life that you have these kind of conversations with and you get into cultural discussions and debates. Nope. Now the first thing you will learn about somebody is their pronouns. Now, somebody wants to use different pronouns than what, uh, you know, the traditional sense would be. And they want to tell you that that is what it is. But we have people who aren't part of the LGBTQ community, I think that they would be referred to as allies. They are the ones who are the most aggressive about making sure that you know what kind of person they are. That's what it's about. It's the virtue that they hold that they need to make sure is the prime thing you understand about them when you meet them. You're like, I'm just trying to order french fries here. And I was supposed to be asked crinkle or curly. And you're like pronouns. Okay. Why is it? Why is it that culturally that element of another person precedes so many things because the left has been fighting a culture battle for way longer than the right has even been willing to turn a, an open eye to because we try to we try to be nice you try to be quiet you try not to upset people you don't want to be called names folks they're calling you names and they win when we're quiet they lose when we speak when we show up to listen when we show up to hear for people who are well-intentioned for people who disagree with you on policy. I bet you there's a lot of things that you agree on. I bet you there are basic truths that you do agree on. Emphasize those. I look at the left and I see how they present themselves. You know, I'm talking about the left. I'm talking about the people who want you to know that they're on the left before you even open your mouth. I'm not talking about the I'm not talking about everybody who votes a Democrat because that's a different group of people. The people who are on the left. Who want to make sure that you understand that they're on the left do not ever seem like happy people to me. They don't seem like satisfied people to me. They seem. They seem very disgruntled. 
and their 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 satisfaction comes with victory over if you are somebody who's on the right victory over you and and victory isn't about changing your mind it's about shutting you up you can sit there with your rudimentary traditional values you can think the things that you think and be caveman wrong but you're going to shut up that's what you're going to do you're going to keep quiet you will not speak that's their victory that makes them smile for a minute and then they go back to to square one it's just not really there for it anymore there's no need for aggression there's no need for uh you know violence there's no need for physical uh a physical approach to this issue all you have to do is speak on who you are you would think that they'd speak that language let's take a quick break because when we come back the speaker of the house yes the big house, the one in Washington, D.C. Speaker Mike Johnson joins the Annie Fry Show, along with our congressman on the Illinois side of the river, Brad's congressman, the 12th district, Mike Bost. Let's speak to the speaker when we come back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. And in this alternate reality, it is the current president, Joe Biden, who is now the subject of an impeachment inquiry for a mysterious and sprawling scandal no one can explain involving bribery and corruption. Yeah, if only somebody could explain this. But is there not such a strong consistency in what we are hearing from uh, the people who are defending Joe Biden? There's no evidence here whatsoever. It's something else. Let's get to our next guest here. I'm so excited to have Congressman Mike Bost on the line with us. We're going to be joined as well by Speaker Mike Johnson in a bit. Uh, Mike Bost, welcome back to the show. Merry Christmas to you. Annie, Merry Christmas to you. Thanks for having me on. Oh, you bet. I, I want to give you the opportunity to respond to Jen Psaki there, who was saying, nothing to see here. There's no evidence whatsoever. I don't know even know what's a mysterious thing that they're saying the president has done. Did you vote for the impe- impeachment inquiry? Oh, sure. Sure I did, because it's an impeachment inquiry. And, and, you know, the thing is, we've got to give the authority to our three committees that are working on this and the chairman of those committee to actually go to the agencies who could actually hold back information that's vitally important. Now, this is not the impeachment, but it is the investigation. Oversight authority has been given to Congress and to make sure that 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 they, um, when we go to these agencies, the agencies don't have an answer. Well, you really didn't have a vote. No, we've had a vote. Now the, the, we have been put in place to start doing the inquiry, to request the information. We are the Congress of the United States, and we should be able to do the investigation necessary. That doesn't mean it's going to lead to an impeachment. It means that we are conducting the evidence. Remember, Annie, there is one person uh, in the Illinois ha- or from the Illinois House that now serves in Congress that's been through a real impeachment, and that was Rod Bogoyevich. Mm, so yeah. I know how you collect real information, but then to finish, if you decide you have to impeach, you've got to have enough to convict in the Senate. 
Well, we are joined by uh, Representative Mike Boss, who you just heard there. We are also joined by the Speaker of the House, the 56th Speaker of the House uh, from Louisiana's 4th District, Speaker Mike Johnson. Speaker, what an honor to have you on the Annie Fry Show here. Thank you for your time. Well, hey, Annie, thanks so much. And good to hear Mike's uh, voice. We were just doing an event together, and um, he, he knows what he's talking about. You know, I just want to chime in just real briefly on that impeachment issue. We've all made very clear, and I've done this over and over, I'm a constitutional law attorney. I served on the impeachment defense team for President Trump twice. We know these issues well. We do not take this responsibility lightly, and we will not prejudge the investigation's outcome. But as Mike said, we've been stonewalled by the White House. They're not turning over documents and, and, uh, and witnesses that have been subpoenaed. And so we, we will have to go to court to defend and, and uh, advance those subpoenas, and having that, that vote on the floor allows us to do that. So we're going to follow the facts where they lead, but we take it very, very seriously. I don't know if Hunter Biden is taking it very, very seriously, Speaker Johnson, because he just basically said nope to the subpoena from the committee to have that closed door hearing. He said he'll do it publicly. Why is it that that Hunter Biden would agree to do it publicly, but not go through what my understanding is standard procedure to do a private deposition first? Great question, Annie. And it is standard procedure. Um, it is also the tradition of the House. Every previous uh, situation like this, there has always been a closed door deposition. And, and the Democrats followed that tradition as well until now. Um, the reason Hunter wants to do the, the, the public hearing instead of the behind the closed doors deposition is because he knows he can drag out the time. You, everyone's seen those hearings and they know how they go. Each member gets five minutes and there's typically a lot of grandstanding and there's very little substance and a, a witness can kind of drag it out and, and never provide real answers. That's what he, he hoped to do. A deposition is a very different matter. You're behind closed doors with attorneys and they can they can hold you for as long as needed to make sure you actually respond to the, to the questions. And so it's no surprise that's what he would want. And I think his flagrant disregard for the subpoenas really shows that he apparently has a lot to hide. If, if it was so innocent and so pure, why would he wouldn't he want to put it behind him? You know, th I think this tells us a lot. Yeah, I would agree with that. We're joined by Speaker Mike Johnson, the 56th Speaker of the House, as well as Congressman Mike Bost in Illinois' 12th District. Uh, Congressman Bost and I have been to a lot of events together, and I know that you care yeah. deeply about what is going on on the southern border. You want to watch the Biden administration and the Biden family ignore a lot of issues. The border is maybe the most egregious of them. What do you need to see, Congressman Bost, in funding for this border in order to get the job done? We, we need to return to President Trump's policies. You know, we need to make sure that we, we keep the stay in, uh, in Mexico policy. We need to make sure the border is secure. We need to support those governors that are trying to help us uh, secure the border, even trying to help their own states. But remember, every state is a border state now. You can see it with the fentanyl. You can see it with the possibility uh, that we have terrorists coming across that we're not able to catch. Uh, the, the problem, I was down there uh, in the spring. I plan on going back there in the future. Uh, we got a lot of people working hard there. I'm from the VA committee, you know, we're trying to make sure that uh, right now we have a, a question in that whether or not that uh, they're using VA sources. Uh, and we've got the investigation going on that to try to make sure that VA sources are not being used to uh, provide for uh, our illegals uh, and, and to make sure that money goes to our veterans. So there's a lot of issues that are going on right now, all caused by simply losing control of the border, which we've had fairly decent control of and we're, we're getting control of before we uh, changed over to this administration. Speaker Mike Johnson, I mean, I uh, live uh, adjacent to the Illinois 12th where Congressman Bost is uh, representing. You're in Louisiana's 4th District. 
How committed are you to that phrase that we just heard Congressman Boss say, that every state is a border state? How committed are you to getting the job done to make sure this administration does finally pay attention to our problem at the southern border? Well, great question. We, we are holding the line. I mean, you've seen since the day I got the gavel, my insistence to the White House and the Democrats and the, the Senate and the House that we have to have fundamental policy change at the border. I mean, listen, Andy, 12,600 illegals were, were, were apprehended, uh, stopped briefly, not apprehended. You know how this works at the border on Monday alone, Monday alone. I mean, we've had more come over this border that are terrorists than in the history of the country. And this doesn't count the gotaways. I mean, you're talking about millions and millions and millions of illegals who are flooding now every community in the country. We have to stem the flow. And we're demanding of the White House that we have a real policy change at the border before we talk about anything else. You know, he's trying to advance this national security supplemental spending package. Well, our, our simple response is before we can work on national security, the first thing you do is you got to seal your border. You have to have sovereignty and security at your own border. And we're, we're going to make that the top priority. Speaker, how much influence have you had on the negotiations? Like, how do we know that with, with such a slim majority and the only majority that the Republicans have in the House of Representatives, how do you use that influence that is very important to be involved in the conversation to actually affect positive change? Well, it's a great question. And on border, for example, the American people are with us. The latest polling says 79 percent of Americans acknowledge that we have a catastrophe there. That's either referred to as an emergency or a critically important issue that must be addressed. So it doesn't matter what political party anybody's in. They can see the devastation that's been wrought. You know, fentanyl poisoning is the leading cause of death for Americans age 18 to 49 flooding over the border. We have human trafficking, all the other problems, the crime that comes with it. Everybody knows that. So um, we even have deep blue state uh, Democrats who are crying out for relief. You know, the mayor of New York City is one of the loudest advocates for border policy change. So it, we, we see what it, it results in. I, I think at the end of the day, we'll get a bipartisan agreement on this. Uh, and we're pushing that as aggressively as possible as the first order of business. And you'll see us talking about it every single day until it's done. Uh, Congressman Bost, I, you know, we just heard about the sale of U.S. steel to Japan. A lot of people have a lot of opinions on that, but I know that you previously had represented the steel mill here right, right across the river. And that, we've seen those them fire up the furnaces and shut down the furnaces. The, the economy right now is not being kind to people in the Illinois 12th. And you're there to represent them. What is Bidenomics to the Illinois 12th and what are you doing to combat the effects? Well, Bidenomics has caused this, this, uh, the inflation that we have. Uh, you know, when, when you talk Reaganomics, there's a theory behind it. And when you talk Bidenomics, all we end up is, is more inflation, uh, people seeing the price of going up at the pump, all of this. And what it does is, you know, we, we've got to do what we can to bring energy costs down. Let me tell you that, that when you see the sale of U.S. steel, remember Trump was able to, using uh, an administrative rule called 232, was able to bring 3,000 jobs back to U.S. Steel. Now U.S. Steel is talking about moving before they did the sale uh, to a different state. Well, that's a state problem in the state of Illinois, and they'll have to deal with that. But as far as keeping these jobs in the United States, we've got to not only keep the jobs in the United States, but we've got to make sure we're having a sensible change in our policies when it comes to foreign-controlled companies buying out those things that are vitally important to our economy and to our national security. And that's where we need to be with this. And uh, we're going to work through that. But it's very difficult 
when when you have a uh, a an administration that conti- continues to drive the cost of do- just basic living up and our families don't know what to do. Before we leave, uh, Congressman Bost and Speaker Mike Johnson, such a pleasure to have you on the show to discuss these important issues. What everybody is looking for, Christmas first, Merry Christmas to both of you. But then we move into 2024, and 2024 is a number that we've been saying quite a bit. What are you doing, Speaker Johnson, to ensure we didn't get the red wave last time, but that we get a, we get, I don't even know if I want to say that word out loud, but we get a formative, uh, strong Republican majority in the House of Representatives come November 2024? We're, we're on it every single day, Annie. You're exactly right. And the environment is very, very favorable for, for Republicans and conservatives right now. Uh, 76% of the country agrees we are headed in the wrong direction. The, the president of the United States, Joe Biden, has the lowest approval rating of any president in history. Uh, so we have tailwinds uh, that are going to assist us in this cause. Right now, the grassroots and the Republican base is fired up around the country. And I'm traveling the country right now, visiting with groups all over the place. And they all feel the same way. They're, they're, they're disgusted by the policies that have wrought all of this devastation on our economy, our national security, the border, and everything else. And they want to change. And so we have an extraordinary stable of candidates who are going out, seats that we're challenging to win back to grow our majority, and strong incumbents like Mike Boss who are getting the job done every single day and representing their constituents well. I think that'll be rewarded. I think we're going to grow and expand the majority in the House. I think we're going to take back the Senate for the House for the uh, Republican Party, and I think we're going to win the White House as well. And we will we will do exactly the opposite of what the Biden administration and the, and the Senate Democrats and their majority have done. And uh, that day cannot come soon enough. Speaker, have you thought about it? Do you want to continue to remain the Speaker uh, in the next Congress? Uh, it's, look, it's a great honor. It's a great challenge as well. I mean, we, we take it very seriously. I'm, I'm honored to have been chosen by my colleagues to do it. And I never aspired to this job, Annie, but um, I'm, I'm happy to serve in this capacity as long as they'll have me and that we have a lot of important work to do. I'm, I'm very clear-eyed about where we need to take this country and get back to our core principles, the ones that Reagan used to talk about, you know, individual freedom and limited government and the rule of law and peace through strength and fiscal responsibility and free markets and human dignity, all those things that made America the great nation it is. We are the defenders. We're the stewards of those principles. And I look forward to making that case to the American people. Well, Speaker, your speech when you accepted the honor uh, on that day, we were all watching and, and your words and your values were very welcomed on this show and your time here today. Thank you both. Congressman Boss, Speaker Mike Johnson, a pleasure to have you. Merry Christmas, Annie. Be with you. Merry, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you both as well. Thank you so much. Man, what an honor to have both of those gentlemen here on the Annie Fry Show. We'll see if Ryan Wiggins and Wiggins America can top that later on in the show. Lots of pressure, Ryan. Lots of pressure. We'll be back. Dory Murdoch in the 1 o'clock hour. Get more at 971talk.com. Nerd. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? Nerd Wallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 